0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its
1: staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Uh, Wonderful to be back with you again for uh, yet another show and I'm delighted today to be talking with uh, my good friend Meta Block about controlling behavior to achieve your goals. Now, incredibly, uh, Meta was my first ever guest on the Voice America sh- my Voice America show on on Business Elevation show back in September 2011. So, we're getting on now for 6 years. And I remember just um What a popular show that was! In fact, we had the the highest number of listeners in the history of Voice America in that first week, and some of that was because of the popularity of this guest. Meta is very well known in Denmark and has got an amazing career, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in in, in a moment. but as I said, it was um, we, we, we did the interview back in September 2011. I got a note only about three months ago saying what a great interview that was. It was on mental toughness. Um, so people are still listening to it today. So if you've not listened to it, go back in the archive and have a listen. Uh, Meta also joined me again on October 2013 uh, for my 100th show. So wonderful to have her back again and to be interviewing her again this time. Now, Meta has really, really warped the talk with this subject when it comes to controlling behaviour. Uh, Meta won two World Championship gold medals in single schools rowing, uh, progressing from eighth in the world to first. I still remember um, sort of many years ago, I'm um, hearing Meta's name as it hit the, uh, the airwaves, the TV stations around uh, Europe in particular, when she won those World Championships. Uh, Meta's also an entrepreneur, she's a very well-known TV presenter, speaker, author of multiple books and writer for magazines and newspapers. Uh, She's from Denmark, um, so she's talking to us today from Copenhagen. Now Meta quite simply loves a challenge and in, in November 2010 wrote, produced and performed a solo comedy show in front of an audience of 1,600 rave reviews and Uh, We used uh, Meta's story in our book, The Power to Get Things Done, whether you feel like it or not. Um, And I still think it's probably one of the best examples that I've ever come across in terms of putting yourself in a situation where you have to act. Because Meta decided she wanted to add more comedy into her speaking and – Um, decided that the way to do that was to do a one-woman stand-up comedy show. She's literally sold out all 1,600 seats in a a conference hall in Tivoli Gardens and then had about five months to learn how to do stand-up comedy. I think that is just um, amazing. So a great example um, for our book. Um, One of her greatest personal challenges, though, came in 2005 when she was diagnosed with chronic arthritis, a devastating blow for a former elite athlete. And her ability to overcome these limitations and continue to achieve her goals means she's absolutely the ideal expert to discuss what I think is an essential, essential topic. So a huge welcome to MetaBlock. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. I oh, I blushed. That was really awesome. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, we, we know each other quite well now, don't we? We've oh, been, yes, we do. We've become quite, quite good friends. In fact, yeah. uh, even friends with my family and my dog. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, with your dog as well. <laughs> I love your family. It was nice visiting you.
2: we <laughs> <laughs> all looking forward to you coming back to seeing us again. Um, so tell us a bit, Meta. Tell us about what you've been doing since we, we last had you on the show back in October 2013.
3: Well, um, as you know, I love a challenge. So I, I wrote a, I've, I've written a novel, um, and it actually took me uh, 22 days to write it, which is fairly quick, um, cool. yeah. Because I, I just wrote from morning to evening. I just wanted it out of my system, um, so I did that. And I, I've been, I've been studying a lot of, you know, about the brain, the the way we behave and why we do what we do, in the brain chemistry. And I find that really interesting and fun because it's uh, it's what limits us and it's what empowers us. So um, the more you know about why you react the way you do, uh, you know, the, the better you are off when you w- want to find pathways around difficult situations. So, um, getting things done is <laughs> one of my things, but sometimes I feel trapped as well and need to find a way out. So this has been, uh, it's been really fun to study. And that's really interesting now because, you know, obviously
2: when you achieved those, uh, two world championships, uh, you, uh, I guess discovering this and these these challenges and, 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 and to work hard to get yourself to do the training but you know this this later part of your life has been actually really discovering how you did it has it?
3: Yes it is it's kind of a, a lot of things that I read about you have to do this you have to do that I'm kind of like I just did that because it felt right but for some people that just you don't have that sense of you just you know hitting it uh, on the nail you know it, the same instant you start so it, it's It's just really nice to see that there is a system and there is a pathway and and if you just if you just have a little bit respect for yourself <laughs> and the way your brain works, you can actually achieve almost anything. so i'm I'm happy that uh, the, the, the ones that I wrote against didn't know all this because I would have been in big trouble. <laughs> so so um,
2: you know is, is your work now kind of helping athletes or does it help business people or does it help?
3: Well it is mostly business people uh, but you know what when when I go out and I do I do talks I, I do keynote talks and motivational talks as yourself um, in, in big companies and you know when people are not satisfied in their job it's you know you can almost always when you rewind everything it's something in their personal life that's not going well for them either because it's a, it's, it's a it's a pattern they have um, so when you help them clear up the, the more personal things they actually start thriving at their work as well so even though people ask me to come out and say can you do something about uh, how to cooperate uh, in the workplace and I say yes and I go out and I give them actually tools for them individually to go home and and um, you know clear clutter out of their life uh, because that will put them in a position where they can see much clearer and it's much easier to act then you're just happier and it makes you braver and you get things done
2: and um, what gives you the bigger buzz now standing in front of audiences and you know companies of many people and speaking to them or or was it the rowing back in those years when you were
3: Oh that's, ah, oh, it's a tie, Chris, it's a tie, I love, I, yeah, well, it's, it, it was a bit, um, it, it was more nerve-wracking uh, in the good old rowing days, because, you know, I would have, I remember my first world championship gold, I had rowed for 12 years, I trained like every day, sometimes two times a day, and it, I knew that it would all come down to about eight minutes, and that's, Really nerve-wracking. That you know, it's everything that I ever worked for in my kind of adult life um, was just coming down to those eight minutes. You know, will I make it or will or won't I? Um, so, and I'm not I'm not that nervous now when <laughs> I'm standing in front of a crowd. I actually just love it. It fills me with energy, and I I'm, I'm very very happy. And you know, it, it is it is my scene. It's kind of like I I don't know. I'm just as I, I just love it. It's kind of like, I think when a pop band goes on stage and they know what they're about to play and they know that the audience is going to go, audience is going to go berserk. I have that same feeling. Uh, Cause I know I'm going to get them and I, I know they're going to have fun. And I'm just, I'm just there to enjoy it and just kind of be with them while they have these little epiphanies. And, you know, I can see them realizing things and it, it's just, it's just really wonderful. It's like teaching kids Would also give you that feeling, you know, when you just see something sinking in, and they realize something for the first time. It's just brilliant. It's a wonderful feeling. So it's different.
2: And was that, I mean, is is what you do today helped by you know that intense experience that you had of training and then delivering, and the kind of you know media interest and that sort of thing that happened around your world championships? Does that make this life easier, Uh, like as a stepping stone in some ways?
3: Yeah, I think so because do you know what? I have people coming up to me afterwards, after a talk and say, oh my God, you look so relaxed. And I said, well, I love it. It's my job and I love it. And they're kind of like, oh, I could never do what you do. I'm kind of like, no, well, I couldn't the first time. I was really nervous. First time I stood in front of a big audience and, uh, you know, I had all those same uh, feelings and worries, you know, oh, they're going to think, what if they don't like my hair? What if they don't like my clothes? What if they think that what I'm saying is silly? What if I click my pen too much? What all these things that we think are important um, but that I know now over 2,000 talks down the road are not something people think about at all. Uh, Not the wrong ones that are there to listen to what you have to say. Um, So it has helped me but it's still still so different. So um, the only thing that is exactly the same is the the high pulse and the and and the, the the need and the i don't know the the good feeling of just really wanting to achieve and perform that is exactly the same
2: so tell us a bit about you know this area of, of controlling behavior and you know how you how you would explain the issue you know to uh, that uh, the issues that people and businesses face when behavior is not controlled
3: well, I think that the first thing that we have to realize is that the one that is in control uh, <laughs> in every one of us is our reptile brain. And just say that word, reptile brain. It's not super intelligent, is it? It is a, it is a brain that's designed to make you survive. So the first thing in every situation, your reptile brain will scan uh, whatever's around you for dangers and see, are you safe? Because it's, its sole purpose is to keep you alive. Because dead, you are worthless. So it wants to keep you alive. So it will scan for dangers. And if there is a danger, it will either freeze, it will fight, or it will flight. That is what you've heard that before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So so it's... Um, when we, when we see something that is, uh, that is stressful to us or that we are worried or anxious about, the thing is the reptile brain doesn't know the difference between a big danger and a small danger. So it reacts like it has to save your life. So And it will only take on challenges that it's pretty certain it's going to win or else it will run away. So if we take... Um, a small it, it it sounds like a small challenge but it's still one of one of the ones that most people suffer from it's dieting getting shredding weight pounds kilos whatever you count them in it's a it's a very big issue and if you scan the internet you can see a lot of people asking about how to lose some weight and, and you know it isn't that difficult it's just Eat less, exercise more. So it's not like it's that difficult. So why don't people do it? Well, they don't do it because if they they crave chocolate, they're used to getting chocolate. The reptile brain is like a four-year-old. When you've done something two times and it thinks it's nice, it wants to repeat it. So if you take that chocolate away, it will freak out and be really scared and think that this is the end of the world. And of course, you will you will give in, you will cave, and think, okay, then I'll eat the chocolate just to get it to calm down. And as soon as you've eaten the chocolate, while you're eating it, you feel really good, and afterwards, you feel really bad because when you've had the chocolate, you've had your sugar fix. Your reptile brain goes asleep because now you are fed, you are safe, and there's no need for that for the reptile brain to be alert. And now you're stuck with yourself and your neocortex, your thinking brain has taken over, and the thinking brain says. This sucks. I was supposed to be on a diet. Why did mm. I do that? If suddenly, you 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 have contact with with you, with you, the real you that does not want this. And you promise yourself that tomorrow night, I'm going to lay off the chocolate. I'm just going to eat some salad and I'm going to chew a carrot in front of the TV and that's going to be fine. And you can say that to yourself when you're fed and you're safe and you're happy and your reptile brain is sleeping. But the day after in the evening... When it's not, it's gonna you're gonna just repeat the same pattern because you're gonna panic and you're gonna eat it anyway. So, um, what you need to do, and this is in all kinds of, of situations where you f- feel like you can't really follow through, it is to take it itsy bitsy steps at a time. So you start out instead of eating one hundred grams of chocolate like you usually do, You take the next day and you say to yourself, you know, reptile brain, I know you need the chocolate and you're going to get the chocolate. I promise you, you're going to get the chocolate, but let's just take 10 grams and put them back in the fridge. So we'll just eat 90 grams of chocolate and we'll have 10 grams for later. Your reptile brain thinks that it knows it's a competition, but it thinks it's going to win it because it might be 10 grams less, but it's still pretty cool. So your reptile brain is happy and you actually feel kind of proud and that's a good feeling. And you and if you repeat that day after day, you can see what happens on day ten. You don't long you no longer have any chocolate to eat and you're cool with it. So we just got a
2: couple of minutes to commercial break, but you know, are we saying that um you know your your habits are kind of solidified and acted out upon by your reptile brain. So those
3: a lot of them are. A lot of them are, especially because a lot of them are really bad habits. The good ones, you just welcome them; they're fine. But the bad ones, if you need to get rid of them, you need to see to who's in charge, and that's the reptile brain.
2: Mm. That's that's an interesting question. That who you know who's actually in charge. Yes. Um, is it is it your is it your reptile brain or is it this um, uh, this more intelligent thinking part of your brain? Um, but it seems like the the reptile brain gets the first look in it does in the journey Um, so we're going to get a commercial break Um, after that break we'll start to look um, a little bit more about about how this works and more about how we can control uh, different um, sort of scenarios in different ways so we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes
4: Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business
1: facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you.
4: If you think you've seen online TV before...
0: or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media.
4: Can you keep up? From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: You were tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's Chris at ChrisCooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper with MetaBlock and we're talking about controlling behaviour. And Meta, before the break, we were talking about this, you know, this issue with your, your reptile brain and then your uh, more thinking brain kicking in afterwards in sort of sequence. But I'm kind of interested in, we talked about, you know, dieting and food, which is, is one area that we often think about, you know, lacking in the willpower to overcome that reptile brain. But what about, you know, the issues besides maybe health that businesses really face? Um, what are some of the benefits? And I'm I'm starting to think about you know pitting sales targets and following through on cold calling and all that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, well, um, it, it's the same same thing actually. It's it's kind of like you if if you if you fear that you're not going to achieve your goal, you start with the excuses. You start mm. putting up excuses for yourself to kind of to, to give yourself a way out. And the thing is, when you have a way out, you will take it because it's the easier way. Yes. It's always easier to run away from something. So um, so if you do that, uh, you will run away. So you have to set yourself up with no excuses. No excuses. You just have to do it. But but then set the bar a little bit lower. Maybe, maybe in the beginning you'll think it's too easy. This is much too easy. Oh, I'm not even going to feel proud afterwards because, you know, one call in a week, everybody can do that. But even though if you set it as a goal and you do it, And you force yourself, and this is going to be really awkward, to pat yourself on the back. If you can get your arm over there, pat yourself on the back and say something nice to yourself. Be physical about it and say, this was really good. Well done, me. You will actually get a little shot of dopamine and you will feel proud. And it's a nice feeling and your brain wants to, you, you want to get more of it. You crave it because it's nice to get these little shots of dopamine and serotonin and all these nice hormones that will feel good hormones. Those are really nice. The thing is with them, they only last for a very, very short period of time. And then you go back to kind of zero and level. And of course, that is from the old days because Chris, you uh, let's see. You, you let's say that you were out in the savanna, and suddenly a lion chases you. You get uh, shots of adrenaline and uh, cortisol and everything, and you run for your life, and you climb up a tree, and the lion can't chase you up there. So you get all these happy hormones because you beat the lion. But is- they have, to, but they have to go down to zero again because if you crawl down the tree and you're still on cloud nine, really happy that you escaped the lion, you might not scan for the fears.
2: Yes, it was pretty scary running away from that lion.
3: It was pretty scary. I I, I, <laughs> I can could, I could tell it was really scary. But, so so if you so but you know it's we we want to have these. That's what I'm getting at. You want to have these happy feelings, but people expect to be happy all the time, which yeah. you no know can do. You can't be happy all the time. And each time you reach a plateau, something you've done, you have to do more or something different to get the same shot of um, feel-good hormones. It's kind of like winning a world championship is one thing. Winning it again, I knew I had to do something more than just win again. So what I did was I won by a big margin. That will give you a shot of dopamine. But you always have to uh, you know, achieve more that's what happens with drug addicts that's why they keep taking more because they will never ever with the same amount of drugs reach the same high it's a bad way to do it so nobody don't do that because you you screw up your system um, but these happy hormones so in sales if you just start lower I, I would recommend everybody to just you you know you you're capable of doing like 10, 10, 10 calls uh, in in an hour but Set your goal this morning to three. And when you achieve that, you're really happy with yourself and you set a goal for the next hour, just one more. Because when you just say just one more, it's nothing. It's nothing. I I wanted to... I wanted actually to break the, the world record on the on the ergometer, on the rowing machine, the Concept2 machine, uh, back after I had my daughter and I sh- lost a lot of weight because that was really heavy and and I thought it was really hard to race these 2,000 meters. But so what I did was I, I started training and I said, I'm going to row 100 meters in the pace that I need to do to break the r- world record. And then two days later, I said, if I can do 100 I can do 150, so I did 150 meters, and then I did uh, 200 meters, 250, and when I reached 1,800 meters, I had three days break, and I I had a go at the world record. I actually didn't beat it. I just leveled it, wow. but I did that, just taking it, just 50 meters at a time because you know if you can do 1,500, you can do 1,550 so these little steps I think that that's the most important thing um, and but the problem is people get bored with it because they know they can do more in the beginning, so they jump ahead and suddenly they, it's you know when you jump ten steps, you want to jump the next ten steps and it becomes too much, and they get disappointed and they have to start all over and that feels like a defeat and so now you have these you know bad emotions running through your body so I think that actually starting with baby steps is is a uh, is, is something we've heard before, but it's really really important.
2: Mm. And is is this a problem problem when it comes to setting maybe, you know, targets and things for people to achieve or you know business yeah. plans? We, yeah, we yeah, I think too so. much too
3: quick. Yes, I think so, and I think it's very important that you ha- you have to believe that you can do it. You know, when companies set goals for their employees. That's a misunderstanding. You can you can have a talk with an employee saying that we we as a, you know department need to do this and this uh, you know through this year and but let the let the people that are supposed to do the job have something to say, and in in, uh, in in terms of how to do it and when to do it and how much at a time because. People can, if you just start out really, really low, you can really achieve because people get braver as they get prouder and they can achieve much more and they get more bold and and so they do more. So instead of actually fearing that that will set the bar too low and people will just get lazy, the opposite happens because every time you do good, you are proud of yourself and if it's a good company with some good bosses that actually – also are proud of their employees. You feel like a kid that's done something good. You straighten your back and you're all you're all happy and, and you want more of that. That it's a drug. It and it is a drug. So but you just you're just creating it, which is great. So we should so we shouldn't um, you know we shouldn't
2: blame ourselves then if we can't do the no. things that we want to do
3: initially oh, no, anyway. No. No, no, I feel, I feel so, so, oh, I feel so bad when people say, oh, I can never follow through, and I don't have a backbone, and I'm kind of like, oh, yes, you do, honey. (laughs) Everybody has that, and there, there's nothing wrong with you, nothing wrong with anybody. If anybody, anybody listening to this have had some kind of uh, defeat or failure, or think that there's an area of their life where they can't follow through, and they, they try, and they fall all the time, there's nothing, nothing wrong with you you just need to be nicer to yourself and you just need to not attack this but work with yourself and just start at a lower level and just itsy-bitsy itsy-bitsy steps and if you fall you just go one step back and you start again don't blame yourself because it's okay because if you never make mistakes you never develop in any way so you have to make mistakes, but just not big mistakes. So take these small steps, and the falls you have will be small as well.
2: Mm. Tell us a little bit more about, you mentioned about the reptile brain and this um, cortex around the brain that thinks, and you talked about uh, dopamine and serotonin. Is there anything else that we need to know about the brain when it comes to uh, controlling behavior?
3: yeah well, it's kind of like you know the the reptile brain is the is the main one in charge it's uh, and that's why when you see road signs they're always it's always images it's because the reptile brain can't read uh, so you will always if there is an arrow pe- pointing to the right uh, even though the the sign says uh, keep left, everybody that comes up to that sign will turn right because the reptile brains in charge of the driving uh, and he will turn right so uh, when when it comes to decision making, it's pretty much in control. But you have the limbic system that's uh, all your emotions, and if emotions are very strong, and your thinking brain, the neocortex, is has has come up with a plan, and your emotions are in on it, you can you can help the reptile brain a little bit. But it has to be something that the reptile brain thinks that it can actually win. Because it's very competitive. It's very competitive, and it is like a kid. It's kind of like playing a board game with a, with a kid that's a little bit too small to play a board game. They just want to win. They don't care how they win. They just want to win. The reptile brain's the same. So and these and these uh, these hormones uh, we have a lot of them. Like serotonin is like uh, it's it's the like hunters on Facebook. That's serotonin junkies, the ones that it's uh, getting recognition from other people, that other people like you, uh, getting that satisfaction of knowing that people like me, uh, they've given my post a like. Look at my profile picture; it's got 500 likes. Oh, I must be popular. People must like me. That gives a good feeling. Gives you a serotonin boost. Uh, the dopamine is is taking on a challenge yourself and and achieving it, feeling of reaching goals. That's that's also a good drug, and you have oxytocin. That is the bonding a bonding uh, kind of drug we have. Um, that mother and child, it's oxytocin, and uh, from old times in in big herds, the the males will actually also experience oxytocin when they're near their young so that they protect them. So we have all these hormones. and even though we think we are so smart because everything is so new and we're so uh, the technology is there, but, our brains have never been updated. Have you had uh, an update, an iOS ten point something update for your brain, Chris? Uh, not, not yet. Not until it's interview me. No, you, no, no, <laughs> never. And you're not going to get it. So, so the thing is, we have some pretty old stuff we have to work with. Uh, so we have we have to just respect it. It's not like we can. We have to use it for for the higher, you know, the 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 higher good. We have to find out. Where, where is its pros? Where is its its cons? And then work with it instead of trying to force ourselves to be something and do something that's just not going to work with the hardware that we're stuck with.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, can we can we educate this reptile brain to change? Uh, it's, it's just got to be just done, done in slow steps. You mentioned there that, that if the reptile brain doesn't believe it, then you won't achieve it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's true. It's the way it is, and I, I, I bet we can change it over the thousands and thousands of years. But it's it's been here, you know, for for quite some time. And you can manipulate yourself, and you can force yourself in doing something, uh, but it will it will only last for so long? That's why I love the diet concept because everybody knows of the diet. Every almost everybody has tried one or seen somebody been around somebody that's been on a diet and they try so hard and they do they do it with sheer willpower like for three days and they just fall into a big bowl of ice cream and give up because it was just too hard because they they never really consulted the, the the chief chief in command it's the reptile brain
2: so, so I mean just thinking about I, I cycle on a Sunday morning with a friend who's lost five stones since January. He looks a different different man. Yeah. Um, and he just decided that's it, I'm gonna get fit. He started exercising and he said it's people ask me for this this secret and they come up to me at work and say, you know, yeah, please tell me what you've done. He said, Yeah, I eat less and I exercise more. But um, you know
3: what? But you know what, Chris? When, when 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 what you want to get away from is ugly enough you will have the willpower. Because, but, right. but the thing is, people would rather run away from crap than running to, uh, towards something wonderful. So if, if what you have in sight for yourself, it's kind of like, uh, do you, do you want to give up smoking? And people say, yeah, but they don't do it. And suddenly they're at their doctors, and the doctors say, if you don't stop smoking now, you're going to die in a month. What do you think happens with their stamina? Suddenly they can stop because they don't want to die. So suddenly, they get the willpower, but it has to be important enough.
2: I've got, got you. So, for example, people who are maybe struggling with their, their businesses, uh, they, so they have to get themselves into a state where, you know, what, what they currently have is it feels ugly to them, for them to yeah. be prepared to push themselves enough to move to the next level.
3: Yes. It, it, we're saying
2: comfort's yes. an enemy of success.
3: Yes. It's kind of like a do or die. Yeah, you have to. It, you have to be aware. You know, it's either make or break. Either I do it or everything crashes. And they hold their breath and they do it. And they were able to because people can do amazing things if they just really, really want it right in the core of themselves. You know.
2: Yes. So it's so it's kind of, it, it, as you say, it's manipulating yourself.
3: Yeah. Um yeah because you have to back. yeah you, you have to you have to your reptile brain has to think that the other th- the you have two options and one of them you're certainly going to die the other one there is actually a chance of living it'll take that one
2: yes gotcha gotcha so it really is uh, make, make, make or break do or die yes <laughs> yes unfortunately well, my, my friend a friend of mine billy schwer who've had on the show before is a became a world champion boxer on the fourth attempt and Billy said, you know, his message to himself, to get himself to achieve what he did, was train or die because he said, so rough in the ring that it um, was a high chance of getting killed so I had to train and
3: yeah. that was
2: his mantra that got him over the line Oh wow Train or die Right, well on, on, that, on that happy note uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to commercial break and then I'm in- interested to you know, um, explore this uh, more after the break um, and also um be interesting to have a chat if you don't mind about you know some of your you know how you've overcome some of your health issues as well, help deal with those short sure strategies that we've uh, we've we've discussed in this last segment. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential?
4: spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at vapresspass.com that's vapresspass.com va press Pass by voice america all access all the time have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy
0: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper
2: hi this is chris cooper i'm with metablock and if you want a little more information on shows that are coming up and uh, shows that have passed uh, then go to uh, uh, to www.chriscooper.co.uk ch- click on sign up and subscribe to the newsletter on there and we'll send you updates of uh, shows and information you can also of course go to the archive on voice america or on my website and just access any of those shows There's over 250 now uh, with a huge range of content that can help you to elevate your business and elevate your thinking now i just um, want to uh, talk a little bit more meta uh, about this this sort of area of um, kind of overcoming you know the shortfalls overcoming the issues with our old software as you put it and um, what I'm kind of interested in is there are some people out there who just seem to achieve remarkable things and do it pretty consistently. You know, how yes. are they different to the vast majority of people who really struggle with this?
3: What I think, and, uh, and I don't know if this is the truth, but what 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 I've come across is a lot of these people they they just they don't think of their achievements as something extraordinary. So think of it if. If you're, let's, let's be in the reptile brain thing here again. If the reptile brain doesn't see it as a big uh, challenge or a threat, you will have free access to your thinking brain and your emotions and everything, and you can just go head on. You're not afraid of losing. So if, if you have a history of maybe as a kid you were good at something and you just you know you and even though things went wrong you still you landed on your feet you kept going you kept trucking you you have this good great you, this pattern that you will succeed then you're not afraid of failing and and that's when it becomes easier yes. so that's why you have to set yourself up a little bit maybe if you haven't had that luck in your life yet, then create it. Set some challenges up for yourself where you are pretty sure you're going to succeed and then just add on from there because you then you can also come into that flow where you just have success on success on success. And of course with some failures, but if you have like 100 su- successes and one failure, it won't feel that bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean to talk about failure there. I mean, how did you, you know, deal with your mistakes when you were racing, for example?
3: Well, um, I, there, there was <laughs> there are two things you can ask yourself when you cross the line, and 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 it wasn't great. It's uh, first of all, could I have done better? was something wrong with, the, with, with my boat or my skulls or the way the, the boat was, was geared or something, uh, if that was the issue, I could go change that. And I know I would do better next time. If it was just because I wasn't good enough, then I just had to go home and train more. So it was always, you know, it was always something I could do something about. There was never, a, I, I never blamed myself in that sense. Uh, it was never me as a person. It was it was something that I could uh, could could work on.
2: Yes. So, so it's kind of like people say, you know, all feedback is good feedback.
3: It actually is, and and I think that the good thing is, in, I've I've been doing sports since I was uh, a kid, and you very very early you learn to separate yourself from your results. I am not my result. Uh, I do something and a result is created so I didn't feel like I was a bad person or a bad kid if I didn't achieve, I looked at it, I I looked at what I've done and I, I tried to find ways to improve that and this is also a thing that maybe makes what I have done later in life a little bit easier for me because I don't feel like I've personally failed if something doesn't go right I just look at oh okay well um, let's say my stand up comedy show wasn't funny <laughs> that would have been a disaster but it, I, I would have I would have thought thought about it and said okay I should have prepared more uh, or I should have been better at uh, pitching the audience on which kind of stand up show was this because obviously they're different different areas uh, that people you know make fun about you know the different kinds of comedy so so I, I would I would know that I had to be more specific but I would never blame me as like well now I don't deserve love or I don't deserve success because I am a bad person that had a bad show but so I think that that if you're not used to this and if you're not brought up with it and if you've not tried that all your life you have to Try to learn how to separate yourself from your results so that you come out intact no matter what happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that, and the, more, the more you put yourself out, the more you're going to get some kind of criticism or you're going to come, a- come against some learning barrier for yourself. So it's about being brave, isn't it? And being prepared to learn from that and, and step up again.
3: Yes, it is, and and uh, one of the th- new things that uh, has come come uh, come around is uh, on Facebook right now. You know, you, you can people they they write all kinds of stuff, and you can like it or you can be angry about it, or you can you can show your emotions now on Facebook, and it's very easy to feel wrong, and and grown-ups are now unfriending or blocking each other because you are not of the same opinion as me. Uh, so you're a bad person, and it's easy to take that on yourself as I must have done something wrong. This person unfriended me because of a comment I had. But think about it: if it if it didn't if it didn't touch anything in that person, they wouldn't do that. So don't blame yourself for everything uh, that goes wrong or for the the obstacles that you meet. Um, it it might not even be you.
2: Yeah, yeah, might be some something else that's going on for them yes so how do you best deal for example with ill health because that's something that you know we all (laughs) experience from time to time some people more than others and it can really you know get in the way of you doing what you might want to do Uh, and you you and I have both got parents who are going through some of that as well which we have in you know in common we see that around us and you've experienced it um What's the what's the best way that you've learned to sort of deal with these kinds of issues and and still keep moving forward?
3: Well, I can tell you that uh, when my joints started to hurt and swell and stiffen and I couldn't walk and I couldn't I, I couldn't prepare food for my daughter, I couldn't um, go to the shop, I couldn't open my front door. It was it was devastating because it was I've always been about training and running and rowing and I couldn't do anything. I could barely move. And it was it was painful, and I had a big cry, uh, and I was I, w- I was through all the phases. I was sad, I was angry, I was frustrated, I was aggressive, I was. And once all of those were out, you know, you sit there sobbing on the floor, and you have no more tears, and you have no more energy to cry, and suddenly your brain clicks in gear, and I thought, okay, well, this is my now. This is, this is my zero, this is, so what do I do to move from here to something better? So I started searching the internet for uh, stories where people had overcome these illnesses. Um, What is there in in new science? Uh, Who knows what? uh, Comedy is is, is a very, very big relief if you can laugh. That's just so, it's healthy. It's healthy for your physique. It's healthy for your brain. So in February 2005, I stopped watching the news, I haven't watched as much as 10 seconds of the news since 2005. And you can still actually know what's going on in the world uh, without uh, having to look at all those disturbing f- footage, you know. so. And I just tried to work from there and say, what can I do? Okay, so this is my, so if I, the first time I can remember that I put, I went on my treadmill and I limped kind of, I didn't really walk. I didn't really run. It was kind of like really awkward. uh, But one kilometer, I did that on the treadmill. I remember calling my dad crying. I was so happy. I just did one kilometer. And you know, I've run a marathon. One kilometer is nothing. But for me, in the state that I was in, It was really something. So I think that the best way to deal with poor health is look at: is there something that I can do right now to better my situation? Do that. If there is something in your diet, or do a little bit more exercise, do that. If you don't like running, walk. If you don't like to just all eat eat just veggies, then just a little more veggies than you usually do. But then take it. You know, just just. Forget what you've had of accomplishments from when you were younger, because that will only depress you thinking, oh, yes, but I could run a 5K in under 20 minutes. Yeah, I might have, but now I did 1K in 10 minutes. That's slow. It's lame, but it's it's my reality right now, and right now this is good. Very long answer. Did you understand any of that? Yeah, yeah
2: I did, indeed, yes. Um, and what I'm sort of taking from that is about being pa- prepared to reset your benchmark yes
3: resetting that was the word I was looking for yeah you have to reset yourself because th- then, then, then there is room for the improvement then there is room for the little shots of dopamine when you feel happy uh, for some kind of achievement if the bar is so high that you can't even see it it's just depressing every day and that's the way I've moved forward now it's 12 years down the road and I'm still not cured but I'm actually doing quite okay. I train every day and um, nobody can see that there is anything wrong with me. I know that there is, but, and I can't do what I could before, but I can do more than so many other people. So, what? and I, I, yeah, and I just feel, you know, I'm, I just have to feel happy and uh, that, that I'm not paralyzed uh, and if I was paralyzed I hopefully would feel happy that I wasn't dead Yes. so you know it's yeah it's kind of like just trying to see the most positive you can from where you are right now
2: mm. uh, and what would you recommend? you just said that you train every day what would you recommend in terms of training for people to you know, keep themselves supple and moving forward what how, what's the frequency that you work with
3: well, um, I, I always, uh, you know, I, I start like, because sometimes I can have like a, a severe joint pain in my knee and then I'll have a month where I can't do anything. So I don't. So I, I don't want to stress myself. I don't want to hurt myself. That's of no use. So I just say, okay, then I can just walk a little bit. Uh, but then when I can train, I, always, I put on the training clothes and I, and I hope I have a good day. I never know. I never know when I put on my training clothes. So I go down on my, if I'm on the treadmill, I walk. If I, I have a cross trainer, you know, the uh, ellipse trainer. Yep. And I have a body bike and I have a rowing machine because I want to be pretty, I'm, I'm pretty cautious of my knees. And I just start out and I just get my pulse rate up. And when I don't feel like I can do it, sometimes I can do four minutes. Sometimes I can do 40 minutes. But I always, um, I, I've actually forced myself to be, you know, to say to myself, good job, no matter how little it was, because it was better than nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. Four
3: minutes is better than zero minutes. Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. so. And, and it keeps your nervous system going. You have to have these, you know, you have to have the nerve impulses to your muscles to, to you know, when, when you keep something, if you don't use your arm, if somebody's ever had a broken arm or leg, they know that, you know, if you just leave it alone there for six weeks, it just kind of like vanishes, gets really small because if you don't use mm-hmm. something, the body doesn't want to waste energy keeping it fit. So mm-hmm. you have to use your body. You have to use it, but it doesn't – you don't hurt it. There is good pain and bad pain, and everybody knows the difference. The good pain is when you work out really hard and, and, and you feel tired in the good way. But the bad pain is when it when it hurts, uh, you know, and, and, and it stings and, you know, stop. Just stop because you're not doing your body a favor.
2: Yeah. I kind of imagine these little – Little men inside your muscle fibres, or when women um, build, yeah. building building them up when you exercise, but then when you don't exercise, they're they're busy taking them down.
3: Yeah, they're just taking it down. You're not using it. You're not having it.
2: Yeah, you're kind of losing it, aren't you? Yes, over over time. So just got another couple of minutes till um, we we need to finish. And I wonder what's next for you now, Meta. What's what's going to come up for you the next couple of years?
3: Well, I really hope to do more uh, more talks around the world. That would be really fun. Um, and and uh, and i'm and I'm actually looking into that right now. I've signed up with a bureau that will uh, will take me abroad. And uh, uh, one more novel um i've i found it fun the, the library said that it was like reading bridget jones diary um <laughs> even though it was a serious book so that made me really happy and my dopamine levels raised so i, I want to do that again and just it's just another topic
2: fantastic and do you have any final messages that you'd like to leave us with
3: yes, I will there is nothing wrong with you you listening right now nothing 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 wrong with you. you are not a bad person you are not one that doesn't know how to follow through with stuff you are just attacking it a little bit from the wrong side so just be nice to yourself take it itsy bitsy steps and you can achieve anything
2: excellent I' trying to over- overcome realize that we're all working with this old software and uh, we've just gotta we have to work with what we have and uh, yeah that makes huge amount of sense to do it step by step and give yourself a pat on the back and appreciate what the progress that you are making yes um, i think is really good so i mean meta i always love talking to you i, I find you hugely, oh, You too i, I find you hugely inspirational and uh, i know people who've uh, listened to the interviews with you before uh, also sort of comment on that too uh, so i just want to say a huge thank you it's been wonderful to talk to you again
3: oh you too chris thank you very much for having me on the show
2: you're very welcome So I wish you all um, well, and uh, we'll be back again with you in another week. If you've got any comments or thoughts on the show, uh, feel free to email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Thank you.
1: We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.